this recent success that has really brought Eintracht Frankfurt to the footballing map. Everybody noticing them in some way or the other. For you, since you've become a fan, what has been your greatest moment as a supporter? Not your favorite match, not your favorite player, because we will come to those questions later, but your your moment, you know? Mm-hmm. Is that moment captured in your mind like in yes. such a way that you feel like, oh, that was the greatest moment as a fan for me and it, it feels like it happened yesterday? To be honest, um, what you were talking about, the game, uh, my favorite game, etc. It goes along a bit, um, as I was part of the semi-final game to 90 yeah. against Chelsea yeah. London. Visited uh, London with some friends. We went there for the game, and this whole day was something that I will never forget. It was a huge, huge and crazy experience for me. Um, of course, a nice weekend there as well, and a great time. But especially this day really was, was showing me why I was supporting Eintracht Frankfurt and why I want to be part of this club also in the future. And it would be an honor for me at some point to, to be part of the management in any way. That would yes, be one of the biggest dreams. Dream. That's one of the biggest dreams, of course. But <laughs> yeah, like you always have to dream big and uh, we'll see how where it takes me. Uh, that would be something very nice. Very, very nice. Yeah. But uh, coming back to your question, it was the day in, the day in London, clearly darted with the meetup in the city where we were, I think, nearly 5,000 5, fans of, of Eintracht Frankfurt. And Actually, I came across numbers that are really like staggering because 5,000 wanted to go to Rome. You guys mm-hmm. were playing Lazio. 15 wanted to go to Milan. Mm-hmm. Jesus. And then 20,000 20, reached London mm-hmm. and there were 2,000 tickets, mm-hmm. 2,000 odd tickets. Like That is one-tenth of the ticket sales that are available to you guys and you want to fill half the Chelsea Stadium because the capacity is 44 mm-hmm. and 20,000 there. So And uh, and, the, and the figure that you mentioned is 5,000. So you, like, officially maybe. No, but like, I think we were around about 5,000, 4,000, 5,000 in the stadium mm-hmm. because, as you said, there were only a bit more than 2,000 uh, spots for uh, the away fans. We had some issues in the prior games there. That's why our uh, the number of our fans was a bit reduced. Reduced, yeah. yes. So, so, but but we are creative. <laughs> we all got away inside somehow, and I think in the end it was around about five thousand in the stadium, and I think more than ten thousand being in London coming together. And uh, we came there at three, two, three in the the city. You, you can't imagine that Mid- the middle of London. There was just everything was black and white, black and white, <laughs> and, and red, and, and Anta Frank was was seen everywhere. And, you, you, you could hear chants from every corner. Nearly every group that was standing there was, was Frankfurt. And at some point, we moved on and we, we got away from the city with, to Chelsea. And yeah. we walked all the way. It was, I think, two hours march oh. there. So uh, you, you, were, uh, you were marching with, with the entire We were marching group? across the streets. We oh. were, didn't, like, you have to make all the traffic stopped because I thought Frankfurt was... <laughs> Walking down the street, all the cars just stopped. They had to be stopping because we blocked everything. Yeah. We walking. We walked in front of the Buckingham Palace. <laughs> this was not a political rally, guys. It was Eintracht <laughs> Frankfurt painting the town, yeah. not red but we, black and white. Buckingham, Buckingham Palace. The Queen. We, we showed what Frankfurt uh, stands in for. Yeah. We walked through Chelsea, mm-hmm. and all were screaming, "If you hate fucking Chelsea, clap your hands! If you hate fucking Chelsea, clap your hands!" And all the guys from up there. They, fuck you! Fuck you! And they were all screaming at us, uh, but but they weren't doing anything. Yeah, of course. Of course they were like we were more 
to be honest, I think <laughs> we were more fans than Chelsea fans are in Chelsea. <laughs> yes. So even if every single Chelsea fan tried to stand up against us, we were still having the higher numbers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and But that shows as well <clears throat> how important and how big the, the club and the fan scene is in Frankfurt, um, that we come to a big club like Chelsea uh, that has won nearly everything in the last 20 years and we compete with them. The team is able to compete with them and our, our fans and tradition even better and higher yeah and one thing that i have to say that in the stadium um that was something i will never forget it's crazy like the chance we were singing we were way louder than chelsea they only had like two or three oh, bad chance chance yeah. yeah really really nothing typical and what we had there you felt it was a, a home game like, yeah Mm-hmm. You really have the feeling we're there and that was something that was supporting us along the whole the whole series you had there and it didn't matter which match um, we really was we're, we're happy that we were able to to be part of this whole tour um, that that Frankfurt was able to compete against Lazio Rome that they were beating Shakhtar Donetsk they were beating Benfica Lisbon I think we played the best group stage in history of in the Europa yeah. League and these are like well established European Names. Exactly, exactly. That's your home. We, we, we beat twice and like super nice. Just, just, yeah, I can, I can just see, back. I can just see chills. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> fine at the moment. It's just super, super nice to do, <laughs> to have been part of this and um, to see how, how this development was, especially this year. Um, yeah. so, so I have to say that was the biggest, nicest memory I have. Yeah, that, that's a beautiful moment. And yeah. I, I actually want to like dig more deep into this because i want to know what actually an away day looks like i'm pretty sure you must have gone to away games of the frankfurt mm-hmm. ones as well how do you firstly like differentiate between away games in the bundesliga and this this moment where you described about the semi final with, with chelsea one how do you guys like meet up and are there like messages that is going across okay we are going to be meet, meeting here and then we are going to marching there and this is what our agenda looks like mm-hmm. for the for the day and we also like take the flights together or I mean um, most of them when you're doing like when you're going abroad of course when you're playing in the Europa League Champions League so just like I'm not going to ask you questions you just like run me <laughs> through the entire I mean all in all um, as you said there's a difference if you're playing domestic or international international hasn't haven't been the case as much in the last couple of years except of this year that was just talking about but yeah in general the organization <coughs> of this is kind of similar that you have within the most clubs um you have a fan scene that you have several clubs one supporter club that's located 30 kilometers away from frankfurt the other one is 40 kilometers away etc so you have uh, you have your little clubs that are um, organized within each other. Um, you have always the head of a club, more or less of a fan club. And uh, nowadays with the social media, Facebook groups, with WhatsApp groups, etc., you have the possibility to quite easily communicate with within the other fan clubs. Uh, so that's something that is very important nowadays. If, if you want to, if you think of choreos, for example, we had, if you, if you guys, if you never have seen the choreos that Eintracht Frankfurt has been showing in the season 18-19 in the Europa League um, season, just look it up. Every single choreography that we have this year was crazy. It was super nice. I mean, the entire stadium at, at one point is like having their own choreography. Yeah? But, but nothing compared to Frankfurt this year. I mean, that's something... That's really... Yeah, of course, I'm talking about Frankfurt. Ah, okay. So yeah. I thought you meant like uh, clubs in general have no. some character cards. I mean, clubs in general just have like one end. I mean, where the, the fans are 
Yeah, okay. where, they, where they are trying to show their choreography, like with the likes of Dortmund, Madrid, but with Frankfurt, it's <laughs> entire stadium. Yeah. Like, True. could you like not just not just the key, goalkeepers' ends, but it is also like the side ends, yeah. and that that is something like really blows my mind. Like, yeah, totally with it with you. If you look at the most clubs nowadays, you have um, especially this distribution. You have one part where you have the loyal, deeply loyal fans, and they're always cheering, and they're known as the ultras. Yeah. in Germany especially um, and they're seen like diverse as well because these are the most loyal fans but these are the ones that are raw as well can be o- over the top as well they can be screaming and, and saying bad words maybe as well but emotions that's maybe the, the key word we're, we're searching here they're very emotional in that I think that's one special thing that we have within all the Frankfurt fans or most of the Frankfurt fans it's not only that we go there to see our team play, we go there to support and to, to see our team giving everything. And that's what we have, what we do, want to do as well. We want to cheer, we want to give our part in the success chain. Yeah. The only thing that we can do as well as, I mean, some financial support you can have as well by buying tickets, being part of the member of the, of the club. But within the match day, the only thing that you can do is cheering if you're in the stadium and trying to support them somehow. And I think that's every, everybody that's in the stadium is aware of that and really wants to push the team as good as they can. And that's what I really feel when I'm there compared to, to if I've been to, to even to Dortmund. Yeah. There is a big difference. I've seen Dortmund against Frankfurt. There was crazy. The, the, the atmosphere was crazy as well, but it was more or less concentrated on the fan block that was there in, in Dortmund and not through in, within the whole stadium and frankly you really have like like I told the choreography the the mentality that you can really see uh, throughout the whole stadium and throughout all the fans and I think that's a special thing we, we have in our club like again what exact how does an away day look like in Europe in Europe um, I mean firstly firstly you have to try to get a ticket yeah okay <laughs> well if you're a Frankfurt fan you don't have to actually <laughs> You just make it there. Yeah, yeah, that's... And you'll find a way. I mean, we have been lucky as well. Um, some some possibilities, you have to always try to get every possibility. And somehow, you maybe you know somebody that knows somebody. Yeah. Uh, what we have done as well, we have been talking to other fan club organizations. <laughs> so that means, for example, in, I think it was the game against Benfica. We talked to the fan club of Benfica um, in order of them giving us cards to be able to support our team because we weren't allowed to have cards because this ban, which I told you before, because we had previous problems within uh, the discipline of some fans. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, still, th- there was a high level of fair play from, from these clubs giving us some tickets. And uh, I, I see it as a as maximization of, of the whole event. I mean, nobody wants to have 20-0 is not what I recall as a perfect game. We think of some games, like the first game that comes to my mind is uh, Werder Bremen against Valencia, was a 7-5 or something. Yeah. What is more or less the identification of, of a super nice game. It goes back and forth. You have two teams that compete on the same level. You have um, the, the fans that are cheering. You have the emotions going up and down for both sides. And more or less, that's what we want to see within all games. And um, that's that's what we are standing in for as well. We, we want to support our team wherever we can, mm-hmm. uh, but we have, want to have a fair contest. And yeah. um, talking about your fair question with the way structure, um, the more I mean, I have only been to London. I've seen the game against Lisbon in the stadium in Frankfurt, and uh, what was it? I think one, one against Rome. I, I've seen as well in Frankfurt. But 
two friends of mine went to Rome as well. And it's always it's always the same. Actually, you, you have your groups of people. Sometimes you have 5,000, sometimes you have 10,000. And you're there and having enjoying the time together. You're having this walk throughout the city to yeah. the stadium. And you try to, to leave your footprints somehow. I think everybody saw some kind of stickers of several clubs within uh, some cities. Uh, yeah. And in these clubs, uh, in these cities, we, we have uh, left many stickers. Yeah, <laughs> within yeah. the city. Uh, so the Adler are mm-hmm. uh, having a big footprint in these cities as well. But, but talking about if a more detailed organization, I think it's, it's more or less what you think of. Um, yeah. within so every club. But the main difference is just the enthusiasm you yeah. have there and the really the, the happiness to to be there and experiencing this moment yeah. that's i think the biggest difference that we have so like uh, right you, you try to get the ticket you're there then of course these fan clubs you're having these messages exchanged from them then you decide like what to do like go around the, the the town you're walking you're marching then of course in the evening you are going to the game and then also depending on when you get the ticket so you might also come like a day earlier or on the day of the game okay. and, but also like these european games are on the weekdays so i guess everybody wants to come on the day and do you also leave on the same day or is it the next no, day? No, we, we were, like, it depends on how your possibilities. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, the games get over like at 10 and in case it goes to the penalty shootouts, more another half an hour and then yeah, like yeah. trying to navigate in, in your case, like trying to navigate the London traffic and like getting to the airport. So it's basically like the earliest flight yeah. you could get is like one or two a.m. Yeah. in the morning. Yeah, like, and especially if you think, I mean, one good thing is within the Europa League is that you play on Thursdays. Yeah. So if you if you're playing at 9 p.m. on Thursday, you might be leaving a bit earlier from work at four, flying to to London, for example, which takes you one one and a half hours, depends on how far you are. And then if you can arrive, etc., there and be ready at seven or something, and then you can just be part of it with without missing the whole day and just taking one day off within the the Friday gives you more opportunities than to to enjoy the week the weekend. To win the victory, hopefully. So yeah, the, the Europa League gave us some opportunities, and that's one good thing that it's on Thursday. Okay, of course, uh, we have mentioned so much of what the essence of Frankfurt is, which is you guys, the fans. A very basic question at the moment, because this is what you, the Frankfurt fans have been termed as. Firstly, are you guys just crazy or aggressive, or are you just going to now label it and say we are just passionate? <laughs> I think I think in, in general you can uh, I can talk for everybody but positively crazy I think uh, you, you could <laughs> declare it the the line between uh, being crazy and being like totally upset if something happens that's not uh, within your opinion um, and how to how to react with it I think aggressiveness is something that is in general nothing good but the emotional part behind of it. It but just shows you the, the strong connection that somebody has within the club and um, reacting aggressive is not a good thing. Yeah, and we had this in the past as well. Maybe a problem why we are where we have had the problem within the restricted seats, etc. Um, but I would say all in all, we're positively crazy within the club. The high identification and the, the raw and rural attitudes that, that stands in for Frankfurt is something that might be seen as aggressive, but I would see it as positively crazy. Uh, maybe one thing that I haven't been talking about so far is if you look at if you look at the, the biggest players in, within the history of Frankfurt, 
as I mentioned, Jürgen Grabowski, Charlie Körbel, etc. Um, they all have been playing for the club minimum 10 years, 15 years. Mostly they haven't played for, for any other team. And this is such a, such a um, special thing. Even the biggest clubs, for example, Bayern Munich, you have a Lothar Matthäus. The only player that I can think of that is going the same direction is like Gerd Müller. He only played for Bayern Munich and he's known as one of the best players all over the history. He's a bit... Well, for me, Gerd Müller is one player who's a bit uh, being undervalued in, in the whole discussion of biggest players of all time, etc. But that's why, mostly because he just played for Bayern Munich, I think, as well. If you look at Lothar Matthäus, Franz Beckenbauer, they all made a move somewhere else. Yes. And, and this increased their international reputation, but decreased the stance within the club and, and maybe decreased some kind of, of the, the identity as well. And that's the thing where I can see that Frankfurt has a very outstanding position because all this, what I'm talking about, you can see within the, the past players and, and um, the, the biggest legends that we have in, in the club. And um, it's all going aligned to philosophy. You can always see what I'm talking about uh, in, in this, and, and they, they're going to be shown in, in the facts in yeah. the past. I actually saw, like, I think three or four years ago, one Frankfurt video from the stadium where the upper tier was, it was bouncing. Like, I couldn't even imagine. I was like, oh, God, this is going to be ending in disaster. But, like, of course, thanks to modern day technology and infrastructure <laughs> and architecture, nothing of that sort happened. But you could literally see the tier moving. And this is not just, this is not just fans doing it between minute 54 and minute 56. This is the entire 90 minutes of the game. And, yeah, one actually just needs to, I guess be at at the frankfurt arena to like experience what what we are talking about i i personally haven't been there but of course i would like to do that as and when the world is back to its normal state you can you can see some comparison level of craziness in other leagues thinking of boca juniors and, for, sorry uh, boca juniors and uh, boca juniors that's an international example or if you stay in closer europe you have i mean first that i think of is austrian league as well yeah they're as well the greece league uh olympiacos Olympiacos, that's i think it's called as well the the hell um, because it's always so red because of the old bengalis um then i think of the turkish league besiktas as well they are crazy everybody know about the knows about the fabrics that you have in the english football you watch the movies hooligans uh, you have chelsea which is shown the one of the biggest fabrics but what i've seen going to england and Seeing the stadium and the fans was nothing. If you compare, like it was just the, the chanting performance, I would say that is way way lower and 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 it's not compared to to what we have in, in Frankfurt. I think I think we just are one or two steps above that. Uh, on the other hand, um, um, the fabrics in in, in England are how uh, is evaluated differently uh, yeah. in their performance yeah. um, because most as well have the fist fighting part as well and. Some other uh, characteristics which say if a fabric is good or not. So it's not only solely on on their team um, support, okay. chanting support. What comes to your mind when I'm going to like mention these these clubs now? Offenbach, Darmstadt, Mainz 05, and FSV Frankfurt. Who who do you consider like your biggest rival, and who do you like have this tendency to like have hatred towards them, or and who do you not? care about even though like the media or like history dubs them as your rival for me i mean looking at it historically um, 
uh, you have to mention uh, Kickers Offenbach as one as the biggest rival, I think, uh, because so close to Frankfurt, the two cities are directly next to each other. And in the past, there have been um, um, legendary games and finals as well, uh, because they were competing on the same level. Um, since my life has begun, Kickers Offenbach were, were declining more and more. And uh, just looking at it on a sportive view, they weren't being able to to compete with Antwerp Frankfurt. Uh, and uh, Nowadays, I think Kickers Offenbach is playing the fourth or fifth division, uh, so there is no comparison between them. Um, on the other hand, uh, um, um, development that way then went more or less uh, the other direction as Kickers Offenbach went down, Mainz and Fünf went up and um, integrated themselves, I think, in the like around, around about 2.7, 2.8 with Jürgen Klopp. Yeah, 2005, uh, yeah. Exactly. Thanks. Something like that, from that 2.5 to 2.10, that was where Mainz arose in their quality and they really established themselves in the top division. And um, so, as well as me being somebody that's from, from Wiesbaden and having this clinch with uh, Mainz anyway, <laughs> because Mainz, people from Mainz are, let's don't talk about it. Yeah. Uh, so so <laughs> I have a natural rivalry just because I'm from Wiesbaden. Additionally, so um, for me, Mainz is the most hated club there and I don't like them as a club. All this carnival shit they're standing in for is nothing that I can rely on and identify myself with. Um, so <laughs> that's clearly my answer there. But if you look at it historically, like I said, Kickers Offenbach might be the biggest one. Then Darmstadt. I mean, they're both from Hessen. There was some times where Darmstadt was able to compete them, but I mean, we're not, well, I'm not the biggest fan of them, uh, but I wouldn't uh, see them as a big rival as well as, as FSV Frankfurt, uh, even, even lower because FSV Frankfurt uh, when I did my internship there last year, um, I've been talking to many people, of course, at the club and asking them how the view from Frankfurt and the connection, the communication with Eintracht Frankfurt. And there they said as well that um, they are split in some way. Some of the, the uh, management or in general fans from Frankfurt, Eintracht Frankfurt, are seeing FSL Frankfurt as rival, but most of them don't even see a rival in them, because, to be yeah. honest, because they always have been minimum one class below them, so... Who was the one, uh, one class below? FSV Frankfurt. Okay. FSV Frankfurt has always been one class below Eintracht Frankfurt. Minimum. So like Real and Atletico. Yeah, yeah. It's more Roma, like uh, Valladolid and Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say more like this. Yeah. And Real Madrid wouldn't see Valladolid as a rival. Yeah. More or less, uh, more or less the club they would rather support near Vallecano. Valladolid or Vallecano? Vallecano, I think, yeah. It's more club that they would support because they're within the same community as they see them as a real rival, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and by supporting a small club like Vallecano, as if you look at the same same uh, structure there from a smaller, a bigger club like Atta Frankfurt supporting a smaller club like Expo Frankfurt, it's more helping out the community and the people and with that's as well in, um, what the club wants to reach. They yeah. want to support the community. Um, that's a very important thing for them. So I would rather see, as many of people I, I talk to see it as well like this, FSV Frankfurt is, is a club that is in the same region, but is not seen as a rival. Um, yeah. I mean, the rivalry would come into play when actually both clubs are playing in the Bundesliga, then we see about that. But at the moment, the, the thinking should be, okay, this is the club from the same. Yeah. They're, 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 
uh, this club, both of them are in the same city, right? Both yeah, of yeah. them are represented. Yeah, 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 of course. Um, I, th- I think as well that the rivalry would r- rise when they're on the same sportive quality level. But with all this, what what has been happening in the last 30 years, both clubs have, have a big history. They're existing for a long time. Um, but like I said, the, the sportive quality has been different. So I think now that even if Frankfurt is increasing or, or is being, being promoted a couple of times and they would be playing against each other, I don't know how big the rivalry would be and how it would develop then because yeah, they're working together, they're playing benefits games together um, just to, to do something for the community because, yeah, like I said, I think now the working together part has been so so long that uh, like this hatred rivalry that we can see with Mainz 05 or Kickers Offenbach is not really possible, I would say, because of just the development. like what we do you can follow us on instagram under the handle of sports tales check us out on our weekly show which will be out every wednesday and until then stay healthy stay awesome yeah so long